Hey, it's your host, Brendan Kelso, law grad turned law firm marketing specialist, founder of legalsites.com.au, and you're listening to the Better Law Firm Marketing Podcast. In this episode, I've got Harrison Dell from Cadena Legal. Now, he's a tax lawyer with a bit more of a broader skill set, but a particular expertise in crypto, blockchain, Web3, all of that exciting stuff. Now, we're going to learn more about Harrison and what he does. Uh, we're also going to talk about TikTok. So he has grown to over 36,000 TikTok followers at the time of recording this. He's probably one viral video away from hitting the 40,000 mark, let's be honest. I'll include links to his website and his TikTok in the episode notes as well. His TikToks have been viewed over 7 million times and this has all been achieved within about two years so i don't know of any other social media platforms where most people will be able well not everyone can achieve this kind of growth but what harrison has done in this amount of time is quite interesting and we're going to get into that now harrison's also a client of mine so i'm gonna finish up this intro i think that pretty much sums it up but we're gonna really dive into what harrison does so what i really want to start off with is I guess a lot of lawyers do tend to maybe follow a more traditional career path. Uh, We were chatting the other day and I said, you definitely have not done that. So when you're at like a Barbie or something and you're being sociable, Mm. like people do, when someone says, what do you do? How do you explain it to them? What do you say? Um, Keep it short. I just say I'm a crypto tax lawyer. And they either get very interested or they get very bored very quickly. So um, it's best to keep it short because, look, law is pretty boring unless you're in it every day, unless it's your issue. It's just not that exciting. I think this is one of the more exciting areas. Most people want to hear more. And when they ask for more, I say, look, we do income tax, capital gains tax, and international tax um, as our main focuses, which means that we can do a whole range of really complex, bizarre work types um, where it's across crypto, it's across small business, medium business, um, large foreign companies coming to Australia, large Aussie companies going overseas, and, um, you know, a few niche industries that we pick up, such as gaming industries. And either they're even more bored or they're very, very interested at that point. If they're very interested, they usually become a client at that point. Um, These aren't family barbecues because I, I give them good rates. Um, i.e. bit of a few freebies there um but yeah keep it nice and short otherwise you're certain to have the eyes glaze over yeah yeah i get that as well uh even though i try to make it as simple as possible i tell people i i build websites for law firms and help them get clients on google and they're like and some people still just are like ah what's the what's the internet but uh, I think you've touched on a few important things there. Yeah, some people are either really into it or they're not. And I think that when I first saw you on TikTok and I first heard about you through James Dapache, I was surprised that you had gotten so much success talking about tax. Yeah. Because to the ordinary person, they would think, who cares, right? Like, I mean, I don't mean that. That's not an insult or anything, but it's actually eye-opening just how fascinated a lot of Aussies are in tax and money and crypto and all these things that some people would say, oh, that's boring. Well, think about this. Three months of the year, everybody's obsessed with tax. You come in at June, June, July, August, even September, 
people are trying to lodge their tax returns. What can I claim? Um, what if I do this? You know, it's prime just tax frenzy season. And uh, that's, look, in the last couple of years, that's where I pick up more followers than usual. But you're right, in general, Aussies have this um, obsession with uh, finance, and that includes tax as a, as a big part of it, because we pay quite a lot of tax in this country. Um, our country is very focused on income tax, and that's something that you can adjust with your deductions, with your structures. So people just find it very interesting, very empowering. And even when you take your first step into investing, say you buy a, a property, an investment property, that's what most people do is their first investment still in this country. Um, they go to their accountant and they go, well, do I want a trust? Do I want a company? Do I want this, that, and the other? Should I own it jointly? It's always the next question after what are you going to invest in is how is it going to be structured? How much tax are you going to pay on this? So it's just such an Aussie thing. Mm. Um, it sounds dry, but this is what I say in all my presentations, and I'll say it here, is while it sounds dry, taxation isn't this long. I'm gesturing very big for the people on the audio podcast. Mm. Because it's not that long because it's a really complex calculation. It's that long because it's, that's the means that the government uses to control your economic activity. So they reward certain things and they punish other things. They reward you having your, your own home, hence tax concessions, and they punish you doing other things like having trusts and companies in the Cook Islands and British Virgin Islands. There's things I want you to do, things I don't want you to do. And that's why it's so entrenched in the Aussie psyche is... How do I claim my deductions? Um, how do I maximize my tax return? But um, yeah, hope that answers that question. Mm. Very Aussie. How, how did you, why did you sort of uh, pivot, I guess is the, the cool word these days. Why did you pivot into the crypto side of things? Well, I, I got this one client who came in. Uh, he actually used to be a lawyer at a decent sized firm. And he converted about 50k that he borrowed from his friends and family which is a pretty silly thing to do into about six and a half million us dollars and this guy had he didn't even have an accountant he'd never seen a tax specialist he never paid a lawyer himself he was he was a law grad you know he was six 12 months out and he got fired because he was too busy trading crypto and he came with some advice and i said look you know i can i can figure this out for you he did so much stuff you know it was it was full on exploratory surgery. And at the end of it, I figured out a lot of stuff that most tax lawyers wouldn't even take on because it sounds dodgy and it wasn't dodgy. It's just unregulated. It's still unknown. So I took that matter on. I took a pretty big haircut on that fee. I spent months on that job and I built this really good understanding. And once I sorted this guy out, other people came through. And they said, you, you know, crypto tax, you know, you know about that. And I was like, yeah, I do. And then that was around the time where I started my TikTok account. And people were asking me those questions. We're in the bull market for crypto. It was very exciting. Everybody was printing money. And they wanted to know all these things about staking, about DeFi, about, you know, DAOs, about node projects. And I just stayed on top of it, really. Um, it wasn't that hard to stay on top of it because people were actually feeding me the questions they wanted me to answer that would grow my own profile in the space. So it kind of just worked itself. And I ended up becoming, you know, one of the top lawyers in this space pretty quickly because there aren't many lawyers in this space full stop. But um, I've got quite a practical mindset with this stuff. 
And the people in this space are happy to take some risk. If they weren't happy to take risk, they wouldn't be owning a crap load of crypto. So it kind of was a good mesh of like, well, they understand there's risk, which means that we can do a whole bunch of interesting things and they're fully informed and get some good outcomes for them. Yeah, I was thinking about all of that recently and your TikToks have really blown up when you um, and you've really grown that name for yourself, uh, especially in that crypto space. And I think like, crypto is still so much of like an underground alternative thing, NFT, blockchain, mm. all of that stuff. If I was to go down to the local pub and just rent, not that I would, but just talk to people about, you know, oh, do you have crypto or something? They probably think I'm a scammer. But I think a lot of your average Aussies are either like really interested in it or it's just got, they got nothing to do with it. But then when I watch the NRL to people overseas, that's professional rugby league in Australia, there's usually a mainstream crypto exchange as a main sponsor. Yep. If I watch, any kind of you know boxing UFC usually going to see something like crypto.com or one of the big crypto brands out there so it's very much in the mainstream but we're still like at that point where you you either know it or you don't what do you think in say 10 years time you know if you say if you talk about cryptocurrency with just the average person like what what do you think is going to change between now and then in in 10 years time yeah like um, how is it going to be uh, in just in the general discourse, is this something that yeah, is going to be very much in the mainstream, very much adopted by the majority of people? Or do you think people are still going to be scared of it? People will be using it, um, whether they like it or not. You know, we've got central bank digital currencies. Um, there are lots of money remitting businesses that actually settle their cross-border transactions using crypto because it's faster and more secure and you don't have to use a bank. So it's going to be part of mainstream life in one form or the or, or another. Payment systems is, is is being reformed, whether they like it or not. Payment systems are changing. Doesn't mean we're going to all be spending Bitcoin as Australia's national currency, but it does mean that there's going to be people who know it and people they don't. And that's not so bad because when we had the tech boom, um, there were still two kinds of people. There were the people who were super into it, you know, 90, 90% of the information out there could code to do whatever they want understood the management structures, understood the data structures. And then there's a whole bunch of people who didn't. But those people who didn't still have great roles to take on in those businesses that are focused on tech, whether it's marketing, whether it's law, whether it's uh, human resources. It's still business driving economic growth. And you don't need to understand Facebook to work at Facebook. So there will be a whole range of very large businesses. There's already some in the US, you know, like Circle, um, Binance, you know, not, not US based, but there's very large crypto businesses that have a whole bunch of people working for them that don't need to understand it. You've got those people who need to be on the cutting edge. We don't all have to be there. It's not safe to be on the cutting edge. It's very dangerous. That's why they call it the cutting edge. And the, the advancements will press on. But really what will happen is instead of it being sort of 5 10% of people are aware, it'll be 50 to 100% at some point in the next 10 years. Um, it depends on a whole range of things, but it's going to be part of the future, whether they like it or not. What's not going to be part of the future is just like how those crappy websites in the dot-com boom just died instantly. That's happened again in Web3, in crypto and blockchain. People use it inappropriately. You just get a website and it raises your stock price and then it, it drops again because everybody realizes it's crap. 
that's happened. We've had that bit of the story. We're moving into a more of a mature phase now. However, the governments are doing a pretty good job of um, stuffing it all up. So we'll see what who wins out, industry or government. But in almost every case, industry wins out from past experience. Mm. Yeah. If people like a technology, it wins. Like Uber. Look at Uber. That's a good example, isn't it? Uber is so- a great example because Uber just like went growth first, compliance second. And they had a few losses in the courts all over the world. But if they didn't do that, they wouldn't be the global company they are today. So there's something to be said for breaking the rules to do something and then fixing it up later, as long as you understand the risks. And it's not it's not common that a lawyer would say that. But in this space, um, I tell people all the time, what you're doing is illegal. And they're like, yeah, cool, we knew that. But like, what can we do to be like less illegal? And it's like, okay, I can help you with that. Um, yeah, it's a, it's still in its, it's, it's in its teenage years. I think this, this crypto market, and it's going mm. to be an adult soon. And um, hopefully, a lot of those growing pains are gone. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. I love what you're doing. You're very, uh, you're very different to a lot of oh, your career path especially very different to what a lot of lawyers are, are doing and what a lot, a lot of law grads are being told to do um so no i think it's great instead of trying to um you know build yourself on facebook you have grown yourself on tiktok on a platform that's really cutting edge and has really good organic growth mm. so walk us through it like i i know a bit obviously some of the questions i'm going to ask you today like i already know a little bit because we've talked a lot but there's a lot of people out there who would like to learn more so how did you go from being completely unknown on tiktok to having getting close to forty thousand followers like can you walk us kind of what walk us through the steps how it all happened well it's one main thing and that's consistency so over the two years about now, when we're recording this in March, 2023, um, I've done over a thousand videos. I think it's like 1100 videos, which is almost two videos a day. Oh, wow. And like, that's a lot of videos. And some of them are short 10 second videos. Other ones are, you know, multiple minutes, which is quite long for TikTok. But the only way to grow is consistency and having a niche where you can engage with your audience because probably probably more than half of those videos are me responding to somebody's question. That's great content. If someone has a question, it's likely that other people have the same question. So you, you know you're going to at least appeal to a few people and that consistency is the only way to make success on short form content. Just like if you're a lawyer and your strategy is to go around presenting at conferences, you present at one conference, not going to do the trick. If you're at every single family law conference, criminal law conference, tax conference, presenting on the same thing every time, you know, different way, slightly different topic, then you're going to win eventually. It's a matter of time. And all of these marketing strategies, like on social media that that lawyers do, and, and there's a lot of lawyers that I've I've said, you should do this. Other professionals said, you should do this. If you're consistent, you will win. And the ones who aren't consistent don't win. They get, you know, a few hundred followers and then they disappear and then they come back. And I've seen even a few today, people come come back to it. They see the allure. But if you're not consistent, it just doesn't really work because the algorithm knows that you're um, not really committed, I think. Um, Thank you, Chinese TikTok. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's all about consistency. And if you're not consistent, you fall off. Yeah, okay. So what was the first video you did that really connected with people? Oh, I don't I don't even remember. Um, I really don't even remember. But I do remember the first video that I did. Uh, and it was terrible. It was really bad. And it, it actually occasionally still pops up that somebody's seen it and liked it. And it makes me cringe every time. And I think that's just part of being a professional as in a lawyer, content creator, in that I'm not very good at this. I'm not making curated, cool videos with dancers and, sp- and spending all this production value. It's it's literally minutes of the day. And I had the first ones and they suck, but it was only through making those first ones so that you can make better ones. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Um, no, keep, keep that crappy TikTok up there. Don't delete it. We, I uh, might we now. Don't do it. Um, in years to come, it'll be it'll be it'll be fascinating for people to watch how far you've come. So no, I think it's yeah. inspiring though to see, you know, where you started and where you're at now. Did you have any kind of game plan when you started TikTok? No, it was just be consistent. So, it, you know, it was James Dapperty. We we're working at the same firm at the time, and he got me into it. I, and I think he saw that I was relatively sociable, um, and I'd do well on camera. So, made me do it, and would always harass me if I wasn't doing it, and I'd harass him as well. And um, then when it started to work, it's easy to stick with it. Once, once you see it working and um i remember people were saying oh like don't expect much to come of it for, for a long time I was like okay um after the first week i got a client like that's you know i was i was in business development phase of my career really going hard on that and to see it in one week even with you know five ten minutes a day turn over one decent client that's an excellent excellent return on the investment of time um what was the question i forgot <laughs> I like it how you said that you were good on camera and good at being interviewed and <laughs> and then you finished right, by uh, going, what's the question? No, it's well, all I was, good. I was up until 1am uh, streaming Elton Ring on TikTok, which is my current marketing strategy. Um, so that's my excuse. Oh my God, what a hard life, eh? <laughs> Getting clients by playing video games. Now, um, yeah, how's that work? Tell us more about that. You don't just, don't just drop that bomb and then we'll walk away from it. Oh, well... Um, like when I started TikTok, it was very, it was curated to an extent of like, I'm a professional, you should engage me because I'm really professional guy. And then it really just moved to, it's like, well, now you engage me because I'm me. And I'm sure those people don't like me, which is fine. I don't like a lot of people, but I like like playing games. Oh, thanks, mate. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I like playing games and TikTok rewards you if you're live. It, it boosts your videos massively. So, um, yeah, it's been playing games for a few hours every couple of nights. People can come, talk about tax. People are like flabbergasted. They're like, is this the tax guy playing playing games? And um, like, I've got, I've, got, I've got more than a few super fans who seem to always be there. It's fascinating. Like, no matter what time I start, they just appear. So I think they're a bit addicted to TikTok. But it's meant that like people can come in and ask a quick question instead of waiting days for a response. They can just be like, oh, hey, you know, my 
my boss says I don't need a pay slip. And I was like, well, you need a pay slip or you need to be invoicing them as a contractor, one of the two. And and people quite like that. They can just engage. It's like hanging out with your mates, which is, I think, really good. Um, but I got forced into it because TikTok wanted me to use their new live platform on PC. And I had to do like two 30-minute sessions a week for, I think, two weeks. So I was like, fine, I'll just stream games then. Like nothing else to do. I'm not going to sit here and wait for someone to ask me questions. And um, I don't know. It's uh, it just it just connects with people. I'm a normal yeah. guy. Play games. It's fun. Um, come hang out. What a life you have. So, okay, be consistent on TikTok. But I will. I, I guess, like, I'm, I'm surely you would agree. You need to be consistent so that you can figure out what works. And yes, then you keep that's the main thing. That. So, uh, we were talking a bit before I hit record about how the two most popular videos that I've put up on TikTok and Instagram were both not featuring me. And uh, so one had Jahan, one had you, and I need to shut up and uh, let other people. Uh, but, you know, I'm, hopefully I might have a video where I talk and people might like it one day. But for now, I think I'm going to keep doing what works. So, yeah. you know, you, I think that's where some people really fail is they think okay just put out lots and lots of content consistency consistency which is true but you also have to think about what you're doing and yeah. get better at it right yeah yeah i think the the best creators for tiktok content are people who use tiktok like i'd say if i if i see a professional video and they're like hi i'm, I'm already gone i'm scrolled and it's it's you see what works and if me and Jahan work for you then uh you know you should have us on more but like very early on I ditched there hi I'm blah 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 they don't care who you are they 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 care if you can add value to their life you can you can draw their interest um and if I can't draw their interest with a topic then um either the video will fail or they weren't the right audience for it and and, and that's fine um but like I I've even been known to make the wrong kinds of videos where they attract the wrong kinds of people because, and um, I think it takes a bit of maturity on social media to go, well, it's not about the numbers anymore. It's not about how many followers that you get. Uh, it's good sort of vanity metrics. When you see you go up a thousand followers in a day, it's like, Oh, cool. But um, it's actually about the quality of your audience mm. because um, for instance, Jahan has about 10 times the followers I do about 340,000. Um, and which is insane, must be the most followed lawyer. But like a lot of his audience aren't interested in his services and the content related to those services. So he doesn't get as much value out of it. But he's got such notoriety in the space that it um it serves him very well. But me having 10, you know, 10% of his followers, they're all going to be relatively focused on you know, Oz finance topics, on investing, on tax. And I only talk about one of those things, but they're all very interconnected. So people will hang around. And hopefully when I'm here for five years, a lot of those people who saw me at the beginning and people tell me this, they go, they think if I need a tax lawyer, I'll go to this guy when I need him. And I'm in the back pocket and it might be for years. I had a client um, the other day who said, oh, I saved your videos a few years ago because you spoke about something 
broadly relevant to what I do in my industry. And now I'm selling my business for $30 million. Can you help me with that? And it's like, yeah, okay, cool. Nice. And the, 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 the longer that I'm here, the more I'll get of that, which I think is the real reputation that you want to build, not as the guy on TikTok, but as the, the, the tax lawyer that everybody knows. And mm. the people coming through with new businesses are the ones who are going to be selling them for $30 million in a few years' time, not the people who are 60, 70, looking to retire, who've got money today, but they don't really need a tax lawyer. The people who need me are often younger entrepreneurs or people with sophisticated businesses. And they are on TikTok. There is, there, there is no business, in my opinion, that can't succeed with a, a short-form content strategy. It's a good point. It's a good point. And we're in such an exciting time because you can do the short form videos under 60 seconds and most of the main platforms, the algorithm will prefer that over a lot of other mediums. So Facebook's got reels now, Instagram reels, YouTube shorts, TikTok. You can do a TikTok and then put that video on all the other platforms and you might get lucky with the algorithm. It's just such a efficient way to make content. And I just wanted to touch on something. So just to be super clear with it, all the lawyers listening out there, you get high quality clients from TikTok. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've had CFOs from top 100 ASX companies get in touch with me because they've seen me on TikTok. And like, I'm not, I'm not a big four accounting firm. I can't take on a lot of those clients, but I have done work for them. And everybody from the CEO of big four banks to edgy businesses that you want to work with, they're all on TikTok. I don't know how many users are on TikTok from Australia, but it's got to be a very large portion of the population. Your ideal clients are on there. Um, I like... I get a lot of not ideal clients, but that's the nature of business development is you can't have focus leads all the time. I get people calling me up saying, hey, can you do my tax return? I'm like, no, mate, I'm a I'm a lawyer. Get that every week. But those ideal clients are there. And if you know, say you serve, say you do MA deals, if you spoke about MA deals all the time, mergers and acquisitions all the time for a year you would generate hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of M&A work from TikTok, no doubt. Some are going to be small, shitty businesses. Some are going to be decent size. You might even get a big one. But imagine that time investment of maybe up to half an hour a day and the amount of business you can develop from it. But even from that, that reputation, from the people who know you but aren't going to use you, but will tell their mate about you, oh, you're selling your business. I know this guy. He responds to my comments on TikTok. I feel like we're friends. Mm. and I've gotten heaps of stuff that way. Well, yeah, no, absolutely. Like I can see your website leads coming through. Like we've spoke about it so many times. So yeah, you definitely get high quality clients from TikTok. So I think that is a, a myth that has been put out there by some people. I've seen on LinkedIn, various experts saying that lawyers shouldn't use TikTok and I just shake my head. Um, they're funny, the same types of it? people who would have said that about Facebook back in the early days. It's just, it's just bizarre. I think. Yeah, they're just, they're just afraid of it, like, aren't they? Yeah. Look, it's um, the the lawyer strategy is the same as most professionals, even even more conservative than most professionals. It's like go out for coffees and network with clients, go to conferences, 
um, form those human connections. And that's really important, but that's such a slow strategy. Yeah, absolutely. And you can put the jets under it. You know, you still got to be a personal guy. You still got to have those coffees. You still got to go out for dinner. You still got to do the presentations as well. But this can take your notoriety from zero to a hundred in, you know, six, 12 months because you are the the tax lawyer on TikTok or you are the m a lawyer on TikTok or you're the AFSL guy on TikTok. That's going to put the jets under you more than just those connections because when you're when you're trying to do that you're on the same level as everybody else and i'm sure there are people who don't want to work with me because i'm a lawyer on tiktok that's fine but there are a whole bunch of people that do and i don't need to service everyone that comes into contact with me a fraction of them are actually going to be my clients but having that much broader base means i get much more leads which i can pick much better work and actually even better is i can bring my network a lot of value by doing that so people want to know me because I get a crap load of accounting leads and AFSL work that I refer on and, you know, international work that I refer on. And you just stand out because it's not often that a tax lawyer refers so much work, but I'm referring a lot of work around, which makes me feel good. And I don't clip a ticket on the way through because I, I sort of believe that it'll come back around one day and I'm yet to be proven wrong on that. So you can bring a lot of value to yourself, to your network, to your existing clients. You know, I've met all sorts of people I never would have come into contact with through this platform. Mm. So um, if you're not doing it, if you think I'm too niche to do it, some, there's bloody crypto tax lawyers on there. So like, why not? You don't need 20,000 followers to be decent. You just got to, you just got to do it. And I've seen so many, um very specific niche areas start and do quite well so like for example mel scott you know general counsel at a at a large company and and she's developed this following about um career advice for young lawyers and she's not trying to monetize that or anything she's just doing it for fun and she's developed a lot of notoriety for herself on linkedin for all sorts of connections which are going to be helpful to her one day on yeah at some point they're going to be useful to her but people like her a lot. A lot of people like her because she's very helpful. That's all it is. Oh, yeah. Mel's great. Yeah. And you're smart because we do have to wrap up soon, but you're not just resting on your laurels. You you get referrals, you get leads from TikTok, but you're doing SEO with me. And I do preach this a lot, like diversify your strategy, diversify the ways that you get clients. So, and we can't assume that TikTok's always going to be around it might die like snapchat died you know we we diversify our marketing strategy i think i think that's a smart thing to do and it works well for me yeah. too because i've got a new client out of it absolutely so uh <laughs> you're playing a long game mate um whatever whatever the new social media is like I'm, i've got my eye on it i think short form content has got a pretty substantial moat compared to like instagram because uh, with the rise of canva instagram like it's was just filled with ads, with platforms wanting to sell you something, with stores, and that's fine. But you can't make a crappy short-form video and expect it to do well unless you're going to pay a lot of money. But even when you pay a lot of money, it doesn't mean people are actually going to watch it because you can just keep scrolling. So you need to actually have some kind of organic growth behind you uh, or it's not really going to work, which rewards those content creators who make interesting content. So I, I, I quite like the short-form content system. Um. And I think it's around for a long time. But whatever happens next, um, 
I'm going to be, I'm, I'm for, I'm future looking. I want to see what happens next. I'll, I'll, I'll be doing that too. No doubt. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for your time, Harrison. So I'll include links in the description. Everyone go and check out Cadena Legal, C-A-D-E-N-A, Cadena Legal. Go and follow Harrison on TikTok. And if you need Australia's best tax lawyer, you know who to call. Any final words you want to add in? I think we've probably got about 20, 30 seconds to go. <laughs> uh final words um um if you don't get started you'll you'll never run so anybody thinking about making content anywhere is just start today don't worry about the gear just do it on your phone all right i hope you enjoyed my chat with harrison dell so please check out the links in the description to learn more about harrison and his law firm cadena legal go and follow him on tiktok and go and you know follow me as well so i'm uh, legal sites is on tiktok we're on instagram and uh you can find me on linkedin as well and youtube and all that stuff i just just don't bother with twitter i don't I don't even understand it, to be honest. And legalsites.com.au, that's my law firm marketing agency, mostly doing websites, SEO, Google Ads, and consulting. And you can grab a law firm marketing plan PDF download. It's all free. Get that at legalsites.com.au and subscribe to the podcast. All right, that's it. Have a great one.